Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast episode 80. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on your journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Well, I'm really excited to bring you today's episode with Laura Hernandez, mom of 10, and she knows about all things systems. And before we do, I just wanted to let you know that I am part of a giveaway from Real Happy Mom. And if you enter the giveaway, which is free, I believe all you need to do is enter your email address. You are in the running for one of 12 different prizes, including a free decluttering coaching session with me. There's also support and guides and coaching that has to do with morning routines and all sorts of amazing things from the women that are offering them. And so make sure you check out the show notes so that you can find more information about that giveaway. Okay, so we're going to be jumping into our conversation with Laura Hernandez, and she is a wife and mama to 10 amazing people and also the founder of Mama Systems, which is a coaching business that helps mamas bring peace to their homes through systems so that they can be intentional with their people and show up as the best mama possible. And today we're talking about all of her favorite systems. I love her definition of a system anything that we are taking off of our brain. And we're talking about meal planning, we're talking about chores, we're talking about laundry, about delegating and batching and how we take our kids to activities and ask for help and all of the things. So I know that you are really going to enjoy this conversation with Laura Hernandez. Make sure you check out the show notes today because we have ways that you can connect with Laura and also she has some free resources for our listeners. So with that in mind and without further ado, what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's conversation with Laura Hernandez. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hi, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am just absolutely thrilled to talk to you today. So welcome. I am excited too. This is all my all my favorite topics. So this is Yeah, we're going to totally geek out on systems today, <laughs> which I think is a fun thing to geek out on, especially if you're a mom or an overwhelmed mom who are the ones that are listening today. And When you and I connected, I was just so like, oh my gosh, how is she even having the time to reach out to me? Because she has a lot going on in her life. And I would love if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about 
you and your family and how you support moms. And if you have like any sort of little time in the day when you're not doing all of that, what you actually like to do outside of all those things. Yes. That's a lot of questions. I think. <laughs> uh, my husband and I live in the Dallas area and we have 10 kiddos and three were adopted through foster care. And the year that we adopted them, we also just had our fifth biological. This all happened within like a six month period. And we moved across the country to adopt them. And that whole thing kind of threw me into the deep end of the ocean. It was a lot. I, I felt overwhelmed. Like I've never felt overwhelmed before. Cause it's like, I have these three strangers that are calling me mom and I don't know what to do with them. And they had special needs, but I didn't know that at the time. And so there was just so much, so much and kind of my normal, Oh, life is wonderful. Mom routine kind of went out the window. And that little moment of all of life kind of led me into the system search which when I put systems in place and found peace, I was like, I got to tell other people about this. It's like magical. And so therefore I now have this business called mama systems and I get to coach moms to help them put customized systems in place in their homes. Oh, that's so wonderful. And when you're not thinking all things, kids and systems, is there anything you like to do just for yourself? Well, I love a good project. Like I realize that seems kind of silly, but I love, like, I love a good remodel of a room or like just a fun craft or like woodworking, or I'm not good at any of it. Like I am not skilled, but I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's great that the systems allow you to have not a ton, maybe of time, but some time to do that. So that's great. And I think that that moment when you were talking about where you have the move and you have these three new kiddos in your life and not even realizing, like you said, the special needs and so forth that you were like, oh my gosh, this is completely overwhelming. I need to do something. It cannot just be this like, wake up and see what happens, reactive type of motherhood. I feel like a lot of my listeners are in. How were you able to start making those initial changes to know like, okay, something needs to change. I'm waving the white flag of surrender. And I need to change something. And how did you actually start? Because sometimes when people say, oh yeah, I know I need a system for that, but then they're so overwhelmed. They don't actually know like the first steps to take. So what did you do in that case? Yeah. So I, I kind of like to think about this. Can May I first define what I think of as a system? Is yes, a- please. Okay. So I like to think of a system as anything that we are taking off of our brain, anything that does the thinking for us so that we don't have to. Because as moms, we make like, I think the real truth is like 35,000 decisions. But I think that because moms, we're we're just making a lot more than that. I I don't Mm -hmm. believe the statistic for a minute. I feel like it's more like a million. It's a lot. (laughs) Anyway, that's my own statistic. There we go. (laughs) Um, But because we're making all those decisions, whatever we can get off of our plate, whatever we can like help lessen that decision fatigue, we're going to be showing up as a better person. We're going to feel less overwhelmed. We're going to be better moms to our people. And so that's kind of what I think of as a system. Anything that we can take out of our, okay, gosh, it's eight o'clock. I need to go take this person to school. I need to make lunches. I need to, whatever we can take off, that's what we need to do. So starting out, I like to think of this as kind of like a puzzle. You know, when you like dump out all the puzzle pieces and then you search through and you find the corners and the edges and all the, and everybody does this differently, but that's how I do it. I find the edges first. And if there's like a really big pattern, then I'm like, okay, we'll put some aside for that. But I think that's how our life kind of needs to be. We need to just put it all out on the table, right? And then what's important to us? What do we see as like, these are the frameworks that we really need to go by. So for me in the morning, I need time before my people wake up, right? I know that that's like a deal breaker because if not, 
I'm not a good mom when they wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're waking me up. Like that does not go well. And so I think just kind of visualizing what you want your ideal day to look like, and then going from there and finding the, the important pieces and kind of building that framework around you. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy of the puzzle because I'm just like you. <laughs> and anytime my kids start a puzzle, I'm like, you got to start with the edges. <laughs> I think I annoy them quite a bit, but I talk a lot about, you know, defining what matters and that is different for every person and every family. But like you said, that's sort of like the framework around how we're building those systems and kind of seeing like, okay, how am I going to be able to show up like the mom and wife that I want to be? And part of that, like you said, starts in the morning. And sometimes I say, and you might agree with this, sometimes it starts the night before because my evening self thinks my morning self is going to be like a rock star and get all of this stuff accomplished. And then I wake up and I'm like, why did I not do that last night? So just really having that solid routine of getting to bed on time, not you know scrolling forever before you go to sleep and setting yourself up for success in the morning. So I have found that to be true. And I unapologetically get as much sleep as possible because I just know that that is like the cornerstone of what is making me a less reactive, um, not only triggering anger, but just less reactive to my day. So I don't know if that resonates with you too. I could Im- imagine so. <laughs> Every sentence of it does. Yeah. <laughs> I know I started with that morning piece. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if we want to talk about that right now, but yeah. I mean, there's what I hear you saying is intention. Yeah. Like we just have to go at it with intention. Like if we want to be better moms, if we want to show up with our people, if we want to pour into them, especially if we want to pour into them specific things, we have to put that intention in place. So we have to take a minute and get intentional about what we want to be doing and what we don't want to be doing. Yeah. And I would love it because we were talking just right before we hit record about the things I hear the most about what moms tell me when they join my Facebook group. I say, you know, what's the number one thing that is challenging you when it comes to decluttering? The first thing I hear is I have no time to declutter. And the second thing is I don't know where to start. And I feel like those are true to a certain degree that it is very common, at least in the United States and our culture to have this concept of, okay, well, time scarcity. I just don't have enough time to do the things that I need to do, the things I want to do. And so it feels almost like self-defeating. Like, why should I even try when it's just going to be impossible because I don't have enough time? So how, if I had, you know, the overwhelmed moms sitting here and they say, Laura, this sounds really great. And I can try to wake up a little bit before my kids and kind of, you know, get myself set for the day. But what are some of the systems do you feel like that you've implemented that have the biggest return on investment as far as like being able to have more time? Because I feel like that's the biggest complaint that I hear. Yeah. So I think two things, delegating and batching. And Batch working, I'm sure you know all about this, um, but just doing specific tasks on specific days. And what this helps us do is to take away that decision fatigue again, right? Because I wake up on Monday morning, I know what I'm doing on Monday morning. I have my little list. I can finish my little list on Monday and then I'm done with my tasks. I'm not going around the house and finding a million other things to do. I then have time after that to do whatever I want to do, right? Because it creates freedom. So this feels so counterintuitive to like have a structure plan and be like, oh, this creates freedom. Like the more scheduled you get, the more freedom you have. Like that just sounds really, uh-uh, right? Yeah. 
but it's true. And so when we can do that, our brains are no longer spinning constantly thinking, what should I be doing? What do I need to be doing? What needs to be done? Like, I think that we're just always in that go, 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 go mode that feels like, of course, we don't have time. We've got to do all these things, right? But if we can slow down for a minute and take a beat, figure out what really needs to happen during our week. Okay. When do we want to get those done? Let's put them like tasks together and then get them done on one day. So if I can get all of my laundry done on Thursday, the rest of the week, I'm not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. My laundry done on Thursday. And that simple, like creating a laundry day for me was absolutely life-changing because I felt like over the whole week, I was just constantly, what do I need to switch out? Whose laundry do I get started? Oh, there's clothes on the bed that I need to fold and put away before bedtime. It, I mean, it was just all the time. My brain was just always had laundry yeah. kind of go. We don't need to do that. Like we're wearing ourselves out. And I think if we can kind of put that intention in front of it, we can calm our bodies down a little bit and find that time. And yeah. Up here. I find that fascinating. I have to stop you right there because I have two kiddos, two boys, and I have done a similar thing, but a different approach in that I do laundry every day. So I don't have to think about it. <laughs> and so for me, it's really helped me to be like, okay, it's, I, I've just made it a habit. Right. But yeah. you do laundry for 10 people in one day. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're amazing. <laughs> well, a lot of our older kids, we've kind of, they're because in their own clothes. That's so the delegating like, part, right? Yes. So I'm not doing their laundry and I don't, we don't fold clothes. We, I mean, everybody puts away their own clothes, so I'm not doing it all. Like there's a lot here that's kind of delegated out to them. Um, so the main, the main part of it is like switching out laundry. They bring their yeah. clothes down, switch it out if they're not there. And then I'm doing my husband's laundry. And that is awesome. Hashtag mom goals for real. <laughs> but yeah, I would love it if maybe um, I know that meal planning is another one that you speak to. Could you kind of talk to that delegating and batching ideas around meal planning for a minute? Do you mind doing that? Not at all. I would love to. So I meal plan on my office day. So I have a day where I kind of do all things Hernandez family functioning. I come to my office and I kind of go through the list of making appointments, um, meal planning, placing the grocery order, all of those type things to help our family run. That's what I get done during that day. And, and there's so many layers to this where they all intertwine. I'm just now realizing. Um, so that's what I do on office day. One of the other things that we kind of batch here is we have a kitchen day where we prep all of our food for the week, which is amazing because at five o'clock when I'm cooking, I'm not trying to chop up onions and vegetables and all the things while there's stuff in the oven, while people are talking to me and everybody's melting down, right? Everything's ready to go. I'm just putting it in. And that's so great. But another thing that we've kind of done here with that is a simple way to meal plan. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to like figure out all the ties of all these things and how they're coming together. It feels so <laughs> We We do theme meals in our home. And so Wednesday night is breakfast night. So I know when I'm planning Wednesday night, I'm not thinking like, okay, chicken Parmesan or like, I'm, I'm not all over the place, right? I'm breakfast. We're narrowed in on a topic that leaves me like four or five things that we're going to do for breakfast on Wednesday night. That has helped so much because I'm not, I'm not going through all the recipes I can think of in my head or like searching on Pinterest or doing, I'm like, no, I'm doing things that are already in my repertoire, already have a category for, know what we're doing, write it down, put those things in the grocery cart. And that's, it's that simple. And so each day has a different theme. So breakfast night, crock pot night, uh, we have taco Tuesday. And this doesn't mean that you're eating the same thing 
every week. It just means that you're going to kind of go along with that theme somehow. Right. Yeah. It just lessens that decision fatigue when you go into meal planning and delegating out. We're doing grocery delivery. We're not going to the grocery store. No moss, nobody ever. I don't want anybody to go to the grocery store. Everybody needs to be getting their groceries delivered. That alone will free you up an hour, two hours where you can go declutter your home and where you have Mm -hmm. time to spend time on extra projects, delegating things out to older kids that can help with dinner and help prep food is huge. Having kids come in on the meal planning process where they have some buy-in to the meals. I mean, there's so many things. Did I cover them all? (laughs) I think you did. And I love getting inspiration and encouragement, especially from my friends that have larger families. And because I find that sometimes I'm not delegating as much as I could to my kids. They're seven and five. And I'm curious when it comes to laundry and meals and maybe chores we can kind of throw in there. At what age did you and your husband decide, okay, the kids are ready to start helping with some of the things? Because to be honest, I'm still a little wary of even having the kids help with the vegetable peeler. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to hurt yourself, you know? And I want to not do that. I want to empower them. I want to be able to help them launch into this world. Like that's the whole point. Right. And so when did you decide, okay, this is when we're going to start delegating and start including them in this. Cause I need some inspiration and encouragement here. Yes. And you don't have to give them date. Like I'm like those vegetable peelers, they'll cut your little finger right off. So I get you. Like you could get the hesitation. I like makes me nervous peeling vegetables. So I think the sooner, the better, the earlier on the better. And it's not like I'm putting my two-year-old in there making macaroni and cheese for everyone. Right. We're not, we're not being stupid. We're just bringing them in on the process of like, Hey, I'm cooking dinner. Why don't you come stand up here with me? Why don't you come help me? They can chop up mushrooms or something really simple, right. Where it doesn't matter that it doesn't look pretty or that they kind of just smush it all. Like we can give them little things where we can let go of some control where they can have that responsibility and we can be really proud of them. And that builds up this like, Hey, I'm helping mom. This is a good feeling. I like being a team with her big on teamwork. I really think that I know that our family could not function without teamwork. And so we kind of build that up all the time. And one of the ways that we do that is we have in our home, we call it five o'clock jobs. And I set an alarm on my phone and on all the devices in our home that go off at five o'clock. And what this does is it helps me remember that I need to go start cooking dinner to feed my people because otherwise I'll forget. And it'll be like eight o'clock and like, oh gosh, it's time for bed, but we haven't eaten. Like I, you know, I've been there too many times to think that I'll just go in there and magically start cooking dinner on my own. So I go in there at five, I start cooking dinner. Everybody has jobs that they're in charge of at five o'clock. So if there's any devices on those turn off and everybody has three jobs and we've we're real clear about this. It's a really clear expectations for everyone. So they know what they're supposed to do. We have little charts that we've made. And these aren't like daily charts where they check mark. And I go back and check. This is like, Hey, this is like a contract between us for a team and we'll work together as a team. Here we are. We break these up into three categories. One is that they're getting ready for school the next day. So laying out clothes, uh, making lunches, shoes, glasses, everything that they need for school by the front door. We have all that done the night before. Number two, they're helping with some form of dinner. So that could be putting silverware on the table or getting drinks on the table. It could be helping you in the kitchen. It could be an older kid watching a baby 
while you cook dinner. Like whatever that is, however we can help as a team get dinner on the table, they're doing that. And number three, everybody has a zone that they're in charge of. And so this is like an area of the house that they are in charge of cleaning up or a thing in the house that they're in charge of cleaning up. Mm -hmm. So it could be like, hey, you're in charge of Legos. Find all the Legos that are on the floor all over the home and put them in a basket and put them away. Or it could be like, hey, you're in charge of picking up the living room. But we're getting real specific here. So my, my son, Sam, his job is to pick up the blankets and pillows in the living room. It's not like that doesn't make the living room magically clean. That's a big chunk of it, right? There's other things in there. But he doesn't go in there and be like, I didn't make this mess. I didn't like, what? Like, there's so much stuff. It's going to take me forever. Like all of the complaining that comes out, if we can narrow it down for them and get real specific about exactly what I want you to do, it makes it a little more swallow, like feasible, easier yeah. to swallow is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I love all of that. Oh my gosh. I usually when I'm cooking dinner, that is when my boys have their only like screen time. And honestly, it's been because I want to just be able to cook and just like get it on the table. And I've struggled with this feeling of like, I want them to start being involved. I don't want them thinking that magically they come up and like everything is all set to go. And, you know, the meal fairy was there and all of us, it's all set. And so I know that they're old enough, you know, when they're kind of done with the plastic sippy cups and maybe they're moving to the real glasses and I feel like confident, like, okay, we're not going to break every glass in the house to have them doing some of those things. So that's very encouraging. And then also the getting ready for the next day and the zone thing. I mean, that is awesome. That's why you do what you do. (laughs) And I love also the concept of teamwork and kind of looking at the family unit And there's one, I guess, other, um, more on the time side of things. And this is a little off the cuff. So if you're like, I have no idea, then (laughs) no worries. But with the 10 kids and the focus on activities and extracurriculars, especially in our culture, and I'm a new soccer mom and I kicking and screaming because I'm like, I don't want to be at practices and games and all of this, like all the time. So we're doing, you know, one activity per kid. But with 10, how do you even get everyone together for dinner and to have those boundaries around how they're spending their time like outside of school? Because I feel like there have to be some systems and boundaries in place or else you're just spending all your time driving kids around. And so I would love if you could talk a little bit about how that works in your family. Yeah, I love that you have that. F1 per child. I think that's very wise of you. And each season they can try something new. They don't have to try it all right now. Good job. <laughs> I, my husband is kind of in charge of extracurricular activities. Um, so he has some in scouts and baseball typically. And we try to kind of hold off on that as long as possible for that same reason. And there's kind of many different, many different aspects here of because he's in charge of that. Like I, I just, I would rather be like, I don't want to be in the car. I don't want to be driving people around. And we have enough appointments, enough therapies, enough, all the things that I'm like, we can't add anything else to our life. So that has been a big thing that I've delegated out, um, delegated driving out to babysitters and to him. So the night activities that are after like scouts is at seven. So he's in charge of taking them to scouts and bringing them home. And then we have babysitters help with driving to and from practices and then games are on the weekend and if there's a game during the week then he's going to it 
and I'm okay that we're all staying home. The few times that I've been like, because you kind of have it pictured in my mind of like, you know, I'm cheaper by the desert. Like the whole family's out in the stands and they're all holding up a letter. <laughs> that's what I have pictured in my mind of like, we're all going to go encourage your brother. And I think that's important. But I think with it, this kind of came like, okay, reality for our family, that's not going to happen. I'm going to be worried about Hannah wandering off with a stranger and like, we can just kind of be a hot mess sometimes. And it's more stressful for me. And we're not encouraging. We're just trying to corral and heard people. And so it's just the few times I've done, I've been like, it's not worth it. And so that's obviously not how I want it to be, but that's how it is. And I think just dealing with that reality is, it's part of life and kind of, I've been influencing expectations to what your family is really capable of. Yeah. And I also, I mean, we're kind of new to the whole sports thing, but even being able to try to do carpooling with other families and really be able to do something, which is not always supported in the, uh, in the culture. Like I feel like at least where I am in the greater DC Metro area, people are very individualistic and it's like, okay, competitive and individualistic. So it's like, I take care of myself. I take care of my family. It doesn't even occur to people to reach out to others to be like, Hey, can we swap? Can you help me? Can you, you know, and to have that support system is so critical, especially if you have, like you do, I'm sure just all the different logistics. And it's like, you would be running everywhere all the time if it wasn't for being able to delegate that out, but also kind of building that community around you. Have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. I think there's just something so beautiful because for years and years and years, like thousands of years. People didn't live how we live, right? They didn't live in their homes with their their people and that's it. They had this tribe of people around them and other mothers around them. And if somebody in the family was sick, other mothers would step in and help parent the other ones. Like there, there was just a whole communal aspect of everything. And I think that as a, as a whole, we want that. Like we want that community, right? We're just scared to death to ask for it and scared to death to make it happen. I think there's a humbling there of like, hey, you know what? I need help. I don't function well if I'm out of the house every night of the week. I need time at home or I need to be with the baby or whatever X factor is that is making you feel like I can't do this. Be honest with somebody else and say, hey, would it be okay if we carpooled or would it be okay if I did the drop-offs and you did the pickups because that's right during bedtime? Odds are you might be blessing another mama too just by offering that. So, and I, th- I think that just vulnerability breeds vulnerability And the more that we can have, the better community is and the better we can love each other. Well said, definitely. And I was just curious as we're wrapping up, if there's any other major system that we didn't talk about, we touched on laundry, we touched on meal planning, we touched on preparing for school and also activities and so forth. Is there any other major system that I neglected in our chat? I think self-care is up there with all of those. And it's probably the top one. Cause I think if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not, we're not able to take care of our family. Well, and that feels like a very broad statement. And I think that that's been something that I've had to learn maybe the hard way of motherhood is supposed to be the sacrificial thing. Right. And it, it is all the time, but wearing that is like, kind of like a badge of like, I'm sacrificing everything for everyone all the time. And it's just becoming this martyr martyrdom thing. At least it was for me. And I've learned that if I can put that down for a little bit and just really feed into myself, I'm showing up as a much better mom. And I can, I can encourage my people a lot better and love them a lot better when I've taken care of myself. 
Yes. And I find that sometimes it's that kind of split second decision that I have to make. For example, today, I my website completely crashed. And so I was like, oh, great. Now I have to figure out how to rebuild it. And I'm not a techie person. And instead of doing my normal workout at the normal time, I was fiddling around with the website. And then I thought to myself, okay, I have a choice here. I can continue to feel stressed and overwhelmed, or I can just go on my walk and know that that is going to be serving me the most. And so for me, it was just like a picking the self-care over the to-dos, which is kind of hard to do. So I really appreciate you being on the show today, Laura. You have been sharing so much wisdom. And I was wondering if you could share where everyone could connect with you. Yeah, on Instagram and Facebook at Mama Systems. And my website is mamasystems.net. And I also have a lovely little self-care guide that I would love to share with your audience that will kind of walk you through. And it's not like a, hey, go get a pedicure. It's like, hey, what really fills you up and will give you that life that you need? And how can we make that happen? Fantastic. And I'll be sure to uh, link to everything in the show notes. So thank you again, Laura. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all of your wisdom. Thank you so much. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.